the thing that I would encourage people to do, I was very timid mm -hmm. because I thought, you know, I don't want to put my recipes out there. I'm not a professional photographer. They don't look perfect. I don't always catch every step because it's just me in the kitchen. It's not like I have someone running around filming me. Right. So I would encourage people to just put it out there. If you want people to see your food and if you want people to experience your recipes with you, don't worry if it's not perfect. I had a mentor years and years ago tell me that like 85% is okay because I think so many of us, <laughs> you know, we're hesitant to put our work out there unless it's perfect. Totally. But just put it out there. If you like it, someone else will too. Somebody else will appreciate it. That was Kate Velasquez, my next season two rock star guest here on Bucket List Careers. Thanks for joining me. I'm your host, Crystal Laurie. I'm feeling very lucky and energized about who's coming on the show lately. Kate is a lifelong foodie, fitness lover, and chef with an expertise in recipes that promote better digestion and gut health. And we'll dig into all of that. It wasn't always her job, though. Kate started out in interior design, outfitting corporate spaces, big-time clients in New York City. It was lucrative for her. She banked a successful 15 years in the industry. So what lit the fire and gave her the strength and tools to make her dream real and connect those proverbial dots? So that's coming at you right now in this episode. And before we hear Kate's journey, I need to thank you. We did see a change, not an enormous one, but a notable increase in analytics, followers, etc. after I simply asked you last episode to tell a friend about the show. So I have an idea. Maybe you could tell another friend. <laughs> All right, enough about me and the show. Let's get to Kate, and I hope you love this listen. Kate, hi. Thanks so much for taking the time to be on the show with me. My pleasure. This was a thrill. Thank you for having me. Though I was thinking, I really wish that I was in your kitchen <laughs> so you could be cooking for me because all I can keep thinking about are those caramelized Brussels sprout toasts that you had with, what was it, like burrata? And it's like everything that I love and bacon. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That works. <laughs> so that was a naughty little snack. That is not something I do every day. That was definitely a treat meal. Of course. No, you're a foodie, you're a fitness person, and you have an emphasis as a chef on gut health. We're going to get into all of that. But this show, as you know, is about professional evolution. When we spoke earlier, you told me that in your previous career, you were involved in interior design for corporate spaces. It wasn't as if you hated your job. It wasn't a slog for you that you were doing just for the paycheck. However, you came to a place where you switched it up went in a different direction. And what you tell me now is that that's closer to who you are and who you feel you were really supposed to be professionally. Mm -hmm. We're going to dig into all that, of course. Let's go back with your beginnings as an interior designer, why it was lighting you up, and then what changed? What really wasn't working for you? Yeah. So I think you hit the nail on the head. I had a very, very fulfilling career. I loved the people that I worked with. So mm -hmm. I got to work with some of the smartest, most talented, creative designers across New York City, which as we know, if you're going to design, this is one of the best places to do it. Absolutely. So I was working with incredible people. I always felt needed in my job, which is, I think, what tied me to it for so long. I loved that feeling of digging into a big problem, being able to unravel it and hand people you know, a nice little bow and say, this is what we have for you. It was absolutely fulfilling. I worked with wonderful people, but when the pandemic hit, there came a time where I had to decide, 
am I going to step back and I'm going to focus in and figure out how to do this homeschool thing with my kids? Because all of a sudden our home lives looked so much different than they did pre-pandemic. It took me some time. It took a while for me to sort that out because walking away from a career that you've been in for 15 plus years is not a decision you want to make overnight. What would you say triggered this big change in your life? And then we'll talk about how you went about making the change. I think it was a culmination of things where watching my little ones grow up and not being able to be there to see it in person. There's only so much you can get from looking at pictures and, you know, not being there every night to tuck them into bed and missing some first experiences with school because, you know, you're on a train getting into the city. I don't think it was an overnight decision, but gradually you think I need to be here more for this. There came a point where I kind of had to pick one or the other. So I was either going to stay on the career path that I was in, or I was going to step back and pivot. When I left my job, I didn't realize that I was going to turn my passion into health supportive culinary arts. Right. Let's talk about that because it wasn't at that point only that you became interested in this. Sure. For a very long time, you had an interest in health, fitness, as well as the connection to gut health. So you were doing some research over the years, and then you said, wait a minute, I really should be pulling this all together to become a chef. Yeah. So after I had kids, I think every mom knows how hard it is, especially when you're working and you don't have a lot of time to do things on your own. Every mom knows how hard it is to lose however much weight you have to lose. Mm -hmm. And there's just so much noise out there. I mean, I can't tell you how many fad diets I tried. Oh yeah. You're doing low fat, you're doing paleo, Atkins. Oh, right. I mean, how could that possibly be healthy long term? Yeah. So I feel you on that one. Yeah. We, we were all looking desperately for something to get back to who we were prior to being moms. Yeah. So that's sort of what triggered it in the beginning for you, that interest. Yes, exactly. So this is now six, seven years ago. I started reading, I started studying, I started working with nutritionists. I just wanted to find information from all over. And eventually, after years of reading and studying, I decided to put what's worked for me into a nice package. Mm -hmm. So I think when we were home and when we were quarantining, this is sort of coming back to after I left my professional career, all of a sudden I had time to cook again. I think everybody did. Oh, yeah. In lockdown? Absolutely. I was the best culinary version of myself ever. Yeah. yeah, yeah <laughs> and yeah. my youngest became a great baker. Yeah. Silver linings for sure. But okay. So that was the beginning. But then you actually did go and enroll in a program. I did. So being home, I realized how much I missed cooking, how much I missed being in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. After a few months of quarantine and my girls were up and running with their home from school stuff. I thought, you know, I'm going to do something with this. Like I'm finally doing what I love again. When I was working crazy corporate hours, I was never in my kitchen. Yeah. So I decided to turn it into a profession. So that's when I decided to enroll in culinary school. Yeah. Tell me about this health supportive culinary arts program. Is that somewhat new and pioneering? When I first read it in your bio, I thought I've never heard of that. Yes. There's definitely a side of me that still wants to go the traditional path. Mm -hmm. So I want to learn how to break down a pig. You know, I want to do my own cuts of meat. I, I still have an interest. Do you though? No. <laughs> no I do. I Break know it's down crazy. A pig. I do. I do. But in terms of sustainability, everything that I want to put inside my body every day, the health supportive path made all the sense. Okay. 
the Institute for Culinary Education had acquired the Natural Gourmet Institute, Hmm. which were both in New York City. But NGI had really, when you were saying like pioneering in this field, they were the first ones that were talking about vegetables first, eating whole foods as a little bit of a process from what comes into your kitchen versus what's on your plate, which all these things I learned after I enrolled, right? These weren't things I went in knowing. So I decided to head the healthy route just because it made more sense for me and what I wanted to do going forward, as opposed to just sort of having fun with cooking. Six months later, I was in the thick of it in the kitchen every day. Thankfully, through quarantine, we were able to maintain a safe kitchen. So I got to learn hands-on every day. You mentioned you had been under the tutelage of Peter Kelly. So what, what happened after the six months? As a part of the program, we did 200 hours in a professional kitchen, okay. which, I mean, if anyone hasn't worked in a professional kitchen, just say a prayer every time your plate gets to you because there's so much that happens behind the scenes. <laughs> That's so true. It's a beautifully orchestrated, it's amazing what happens behind the scenes so that you can have a really delightful meal with your family and friends. Just all the machinations of it too. And you know what? I was a server in the city when I was an aspiring reporter and making like no money. And I really think that everyone should be a server at one point or another in their life or maybe a sous chef just so you can see how challenging that is and have appreciation for it. Okay. So you've learned a lot. You're now a chef and you're also working on a cookbook. I know that your day-to-day goal is to change the game when it comes to cooking and gut health. So what are you doing that you would say is your differentiator that sets you apart? Because you use the word noise, and I think that that's so valid. There is so much out there. How do you cut through that with what you're trying to deliver to people? What I really want to impress upon people, so there are so many sources that tell you what ingredients to use. So many people will tell you, Krista, you need more dark leafy greens. Krista, you need to include foods with pre and probiotics into your diet. But what I'm finding people weren't revealing was, okay, how do I package those things into a delicious meal? Like I get what I should put in my refrigerator. I understand the ingredients that I should have, but I'm looking for something that packages these into recipes that you can feed your family every night of the week, feed yourself every day for lunch. So I think that's my differentiator where I'm taking all of these things that are improving your microbiome, that are really improving your general gut health, reducing bloating, reducing digestion issues, because those are things that make people miserable. I'm actually designing meals to improve the way you feel inside. So you're feeding your body and you're making yourself feel better in the process. So what do you think is the biggest mistake people make? Because I will admit that I wasn't really thinking about gut health until fairly recently when I started reading more about it. But when it comes to food prep and cooking and gut health, what is something we often miss or get wrong? People still think low fat is the way we should be eating. So even I did this. So this is before I started studying and really diving in. You're eating pastas, you're eating rice, you're snacking on pretzels, you're eating a lot of fruits. But until you really dive in and Think about how those things are making you feel after you eat them and think about all of the sugars, potential sugars that you're putting into your body when you're consuming what you may have thought of as healthy prior to. Those are easy misses because a lot of times things are marketed as healthy. If you see the words low fat, you think, oh, that's okay. You know, that's guilt-free. I can have that. But when you start digging in and you start reading ingredient lists, that's where you really see, oh my gosh, there were 
30 ingredients in that protein bar that I just had, you probably would have been better off just making your own with five ingredients. That is so true. It's a certain amount of deep programming in a way and a mindset shift. We talked about you utilizing social media because you're killing it right now to connect with your community and you love doing that. You love the engagement, which I think really leads to growth organically. What would you say you've learned that you can share with say others in the health wellness space who want to start working with brands? Because I know you're doing that now. You have collaborations with some healthy brands that are aligned with your message. So what can you share with listeners that are trying to break into that space? The thing that I would encourage people to do I was very timid because I thought, you know, I don't want to put my recipes out there because I'm not a professional photographer. They don't look perfect. I don't always catch every step because it's just me in the kitchen. It's not like I have someone running around filming me. Right. So I would encourage people to just put it out there. If you want people to see your food and if you want people to experience your recipes with you, don't worry if it's not perfect. I had a mentor years and years ago tell me that like 85% is okay. Because I think so many of us, you know, we're hesitant to put our work out there unless it's perfect. Totally. But just put it out there. If you like it, someone else will too. Somebody else will appreciate it. There is a form of perfectionism in what you're saying. Would you say that's the biggest obstacle you had to overcome in terms of doing this and getting out there and starting to talk about it and making it real? It was for sure. I don't know about you, but for me, Instagram used to be a place where I would go before I was using it to kind of promote my message. Yeah. It was more about just being inspired. I was following traveling sites, gardening, obviously food. But for me, it was a place to go to look at pretty things. And that's how I would unwind at the end of the day. Right. The fact that I was putting my own material on Instagram, I felt like if it's not inspiring and beautiful to other people, then it wouldn't be a success. But I just got over that and I did the best that I could. And I still, you know, when I photograph my food, I know I'm not a food photographer, but I do my best to get the angles right, to light it properly. Yeah. Someone will come along and they will help me shoot it the right way. But until then, I'm just getting it up there and I'm getting really, really great reception. I think people respond to authenticity too. And of course, you want to make it visually appealing, but you're being yourself and that always comes through and that always does well. What about takeaways for our listeners? Do you feel like there's anything that you would love for people to know if they're going for a career change and they really want to do something that means more to them than where they are now on their career path? Sure. I mean, listen to your gut is as cliche as it gets, but <laughs> especially from you, right? <laughs> I know, exactly. Don't be afraid of a hard decision. Mm. Letting go of anything that you've been a part of is really going to be hard. But what's waiting on the other side can be really, really exciting. And if it's something you're passionate about, then just do it. Just go for it. Have your girls, I mean, because obviously they're at such a cute age, like eight and 13, I think you said. I'll bet they're so proud. Did they ever say anything to you that meant more than, I don't know, any accolades you could get or any awards? Or what about your husband? Are they just super proud? I think they're super glad that I'm here, first and foremost. Yeah, the flexibility, sure. Yes, being home more often than not is definitely a bonus. But the fact that at my girls' young ages, they're learning how to put the right foods into their bodies and they're differentiating mm. between, you know, what not, we don't use healthy or unhealthy. It's how they feel afterwards. Huh. We talk about like, all right, if, if you have a bag of potato chips, how are you going to feel versus if you have an apple? That's a great way to put it. Yeah. That I'm able to teach them these things at their young, impressionable ages so that they're not learning it on their own. Once they get to college, like I think so many of us did. 
Yeah. That to me is, that's the takeaway. That's, that's what makes it worth it. Amazing. All right, where should people follow you on Instagram? Did you live in Brooklyn, by the way? Because you're, she's cooking in Brooklyn <laughs> is your Instagram <laughs> handle. So I wonder what the connection is there. Is that the best place for people to find you? It is. So yeah, way back when I've, I've always been a foodie. So when I was in my twenties, I started a food blog because I was in Williamsburg and ah. there are amazing restaurants, but not a lot of like reviews on the restaurants. Mm -hmm. So she's cooking in Brooklyn was born years and years ago, but it's obviously the audience has been growing. So I didn't want to change my handle, but that's definitely the best place to find what I'm doing right now. Almost all of the recipes. We've also started to build out a Pinterest page as well. I don't know about you, Krista, but I'm on Pinterest all the time, just searching for anything and everything more and more. Totally. So I'm, I'm putting a presence there as well. Awesome. All right, Kate, thank you so much. This was a lot of fun. I learned a lot. I'm looking forward to your cookbook. Oh, when is that coming out? No specific date yet. Content is definitely being developed. As soon as I have a date for a launch, I will certainly have that posted on my platform. Sounds good. All right. Great to have you on Bucket List Careers. Thanks so much, Kate. Hope you enjoyed the episode. I'm Krista Laurie. New content for you every Wednesday. Shoot me a DM with any ideas or comments. You know where to find me at Bucket List Careers on Instagram or Facebook. Thank you for listening. An ironic media production. Visit us at ironicmedia.com.